Well, we definitely tried to help someone out today in uh, the HR files, but I'm not sure if we did or not. Uh, I think we got to the bottom of sending messages. We learned that Wood may beat up some coworkers. They owe him some money. <laughs> got to come. And plus, speaking of, uh, maybe if I go on the inside, I'll know how much money to bring for the prison prices, right? And a phenomenal trash flash today. Uh, this one was a doozy. Yeah, it definitely was. We had a lot of fun today, and you'll hear it all right now in the podcast. <laughs> Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. That's right. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Kentucky, my friend. Bluegrass trash. There you go. Well, that's where we have ourselves a gentleman. His name is Roderick Tucker. Now, he's 21 years old. And Roderick... He's been, uh, let's just say, spreading his essence across many a places. That's because he doesn't have one. He has two baby mamas. Oh, that's not good. No. Well, he got a call from his first baby mama, Tabitha. This is number 911. And she said, hey, why don't you come over to my apartment? We'll hang out a little bit. Wow, Netflix and chill. As you can imagine, Roderick was like, Yeah. I'll be there. Well, sure enough, on Tuesday when Tucker walked in, he was still... Head on back to the bedroom. I'll be back there in a moment. Well, when Tucker got back to the bedroom, back there was baby mama number two. Oh, dang. Now, I guarantee you, for a half second or so, Roderick thought to himself, Oh, yeah. It's about to go to... Yeah. Yeah. But no, the two ladies had something else on their mind, and it wasn't loving. The two confronted Roderick about his new girlfriend. That's when the two started slapping Roderick around the room. At one point in time, they were repeatedly punching him in the face and the head. He tried to scramble out of the room, but when he did, he was fell, he fell down, was knocked to the floor. And the two women jumped on top of him. Oh, it's a battle royale. Again, that was the goal about 15 seconds ago. But that's when the two broke out, each one of them, a handheld taser, and started giving Roderick the business. (laughs) Now, Roderick, he was a man on the run. Man, this dude is getting it. Now... I won't lie to you, Roderick, not father of the year here, because at this point in time, he picked up one of his children, thinking that the ladies would stop attacking him if he was holding said baby. This was a miscalculation because the women began to continue to beat on him. Whoops. Finally, Roderick decided, you know what, this isn't worth it, handed the baby back to one of the baby mamas and fled the apartment and called 911. Sure enough, when officers got there, well, Roderick, he had taken a pretty good thumping. <laughs> he had injuries, torn clothing, and other instances of, well, being shown that he had gotten the business. <laughs> well, authorities decided, yeah, this is a problem, and arrested both women and took them both to jail. All right. Oh, yeah. Holy cow, I better get the intern house band ready before we start scoring <laughs> this saying, one here. they better warm up. We may crack a thousand today, but we'll see, Wood. Mm-hmm. Let's get into this, shall we? Come on. Um, I'm not going to say having two babies mama is trash. It, it happens. All right. You know, in, in the real world, it just happens sometimes. Okay. Love is love, and you never know. That's right. Where it may end up. Uh, so we have, we're have. we going to leave that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, where does it? Where does the trashiness begin? When they start whooping on them? 
Yeah, how about the fact that the, how about the fact that your two baby mamas call you over because you have a new girlfriend? Right. That seems a bit trashy. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for getting me started. There's a better way to co-parent than this. We'll give that 175 points right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have them commencing to whoop in his butt. Yeah, give them some fresh ones. That's trashy. Big time. I'm going to give that 200 points right there. Now, did he pick up the baby before or after the tasing? No, they, he tried to leave. They tackled him to the ground and then started both tasing him on the ground. Right. Okay. So... I would say... By the way, the baby's just sitting there like, wow. <laughs> Whoo-wee. This is going to be a tough road for me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm going to say this. Dating two women who eat on a taser is probably trashy. Okay. What have they been through that they feel like they have to have a taser for the men in their lives? All right. I'm going to give that 150 points right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get that. I would say getting tased by two women at the same time seems trashy. Also trashy. Mm-hmm. Two things can be trashy at the same time. I'm going to give that another 150 points right there. Also... Picking up your baby as a human shield? I was just about to get to that. That's trash. I'm going to give that 200 points, which is our highest score available in the trash flag. You're supposed to put the put children behind you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, how about continuing to whoop on him while he's holding your baby? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, Lee, that's trash. You better give that another 200 points. Oh, baby's just ducking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel sorry for this child. All right, and then we have, uh, they were both arrested, right? Yes. That's 75 for each of them right there. Is there anything else that I need to That's the points. get into? What you knew this was going to happen today? I thought so. That's as if you calculated before we even started. We don't always hit 1,000 points, and it's been a little bit of a dry spell, but when we do, it's a celebration. Hey! Oh, yeah. been for Cat and I, Joe. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? You're Where off, you from Cat and I, Joe. <laughs> I've been married a long time ago. Hey. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cat Are you ready for this one? Uh, Schneins did text in a good point. He says uh, she should have some points for having a new girlfriend but going over to a baby mama's house. <laughs> oh, smash. You know what? I haven't given you the score yet. I can tack on an extra 150 real quick. Yeah, cheating on your girlfriend with your baby mama seems strange. You're absolutely right. And I got a score now for you with that's befitting this story. Come on. Today, our gentleman with a whole host of issues in his life earns himself a whopping 1,375 points. Correction. Kelly and Wood. The HR Files is when we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen, and he helps you with your HR problems. How's it going? So we had somebody call us yesterday who wanted to ask you a question, uh-huh. but you weren't here. So we're going to play it back for you now, okay? Okay. Allison, what's going on? Hey, um, so this is about a coworker who, unfortunately, she was she was having kind of a tough time a little while ago. Um, you know, everybody's everybody's been struggling <laughs> in these days, yeah. and um, yeah. So hers hers was financial struggles, and I was doing okay, so I lent her some money. Okay. And probably shouldn't have now. I know, but I, I lent her about five hundred dollars. Oh, mm. what a buddy. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it wasn't like $20 for a burrito. This was like, yeah. like, you know, I really wanted to help her out. So, okay. So now she's, it, it did, it helped. She's like gotten back on her feet a little bit. It was the stopgap she needed. And I've noticed that she's like talking about going out to eat and going shopping. And it really seems like she's doing okay now, mm. but she hasn't said anything to me about repaying me the money I lent her. Okay. So I decided to just 
go talk to her. And I, you know, was trying to be kind of casual about it. I was like, hey, you know, when do you think you'll be able to pay me back for that money I lent you? And she went to my HR person and said that I'm harassing her about this money. Dang, Dang that's terrible. <laughs> Dang. I know. I know. I was so mad. Are you being reprimanded now for harassing her? No, I have been called into a meeting to discuss my behavior. I'm like, excuse well, ha, my behavior, like, like, this is the one who owes me money. Oh. <laughs> I lent her this money out of the goodness of my heart. And yeah, now, now I'm being called in to talk about, like, my behavior in the workplace and how I'm treating my coworkers. Dang, that is cold Somebody you lend money to. They always say if you're going to lend money, just be prepared to give it away. And this is a prime example of that. Yeah, but still, man. No, I know. It ain't right. mm. It definitely ain't right. Dang. That's aggravating as heck. Yeah. Like, I just assumed. I made it very clear that it was a loan. I wasn't like, here's the money. I was like, I will loan you this money until you can get back on your feet. Yeah. And now you're getting in trouble for it. That's a good question for Zenzen because honestly, now... Be honest here with us, because we can't help you unless you're honest. How did you take it when each when HR reached out and said, "Hey, we need to have a meeting about all this"? I got a, I got, I got a little heated. I did. I, I tried to like keep it professional, but I made it very clear that this was like an 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 Are you kidding me? Like I I can't believe that she escalated this and told you about. It. Like I thought this was just. A, a, a personal discussion between coworkers, you know, who were friends. Yeah, you know, I yeah. thought we were friendly. She's the one who escalated. So I, I, I made it very clear that I did not think that this was a matter for HR. Um, but I, I did. I tried to keep it diplomatic. Okay. Because you done better than me, because I'd have been... <laughs> You'd be like, well, yeah, let's have a meeting. There have been slaps being handed out, but that's just me. <laughs> Allison, this is the perfect question for the HR files because I really do wonder what can be done about this, if anything. Yeah. I guess I guess in this case, the truth shall set you free. But what we'll do is we'll play this back for Brian Zenzen tomorrow morning. Uh, well, Wednesday morning. And um, if you're listening, cool. If not, it'll be on the podcast and you can hear his response, okay? That's awesome. Thank you so much. Because, yeah, I'm like, am I about to lose my job over being nice to someone? Are you serious? All right, Brian Zenzen, you got it all? I got it. I all got right. it. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and we'll see if you can't help her out, all right? Sounds good. Kelly and Wood. Allison loaned a coworker some money, but when she asked that coworker when she might get paid back, she went to my HR person and said that I'm harassing her. That's what we have up today in the HR files as we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> let's just. Unless, like, the workplace gets involved with loaning the money or a car or something like that, if it's just between two coworkers, there's not really anything that your employer can do to help you or do about it. Can't garnish the wages or something. Right. Like they, that. Yeah, they can't. Hey, hey, I think you can hold a hundred bucks from That'd Woods check up, for me. Man. Yeah, that, you cannot do that. Don't that, don't even don't even think about that one. I seem to think that, you know, based off what the caller said, I think the person that got lent the money, you know, the person that she loaned the $500 to, mm-hmm. is trying to deflect and just make it like, well, no, I'm not. This, this person's harassing me. Can you believe it? Now, harassment, She's she's got to be able to prove that this person, you know, our caller said something or did something or is 
consistently bothering harassing. them, yeah. but is harassing someone, sending a text every week saying, hey, hey, I'm uh, curious about you know the $500 that I lent you. Where's my money, man? Does that, <laughs> does now does a, a text once a week cons- considered harassment? No. But if she's texting her every 30 minutes. All right. From but, an HR point of view, what is harassment? If I texted you once a day and said, bring me my money today. Where's my money? Don't forget my money. If it's <laughs> once a day and you owed that person money, I wouldn't necessarily consider that harassment. Is it in the workplace? Is it at ten o'clock, like ten o'clock at night, one o'clock in the morning? You'd have to set a baseline to say, "Hey, you can't. You really shouldn't be contacting this person more than once." Whatever the case is, and you might have to have like the honest to god discussion with this person and say, "If I was HR with this caller, and say you're probably not going to get the money back." So the person that brought up the harassment chart, you know, harassment claim. I'd say unless there would really be something there, it would probably be baseless. Have you guys ever been burned loaning someone money? Hey, oh, yeah. Like how much? Uh, my buddy Dusty, he screwed us over. He took like 250 bucks from us for a trip. And then when we got down there, he never paid for the hotel. He paid for all of his parking tickets. His oh, tickets. man. So he had to pay me back. And honest to God, like, trust me, he got hands put on him. <laughs> he got a couple of it. Wow. <laughs> And that was way back when we were in college or just out of college. Like, we didn't have a lot of money, man. Yeah. Like, that was a lot of money he wasted of ours. Yeah. So, yeah, you threw him a beating and you moved on, you know? (laughs) He paid us back. Yeah, I guess, like uh, you said, Kelly, if I've ever loaned anyone, I can't really think of anything big. I I would never expect to get it back. The the only time I got seriously burned, I think I've told this story before, that I let a guy buy a car from me with payments. Yeah, it was probably the thing was probably still worth about maybe seven grand, you know, back in the day. He made one payment of four hundred dollars. I never saw him again. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that was a stinger right there, Ooh. man. Now, Zinzin, what's the lowest amount of money you'd put hands on somebody to get back? Do I look like I'd put hands on somebody? Well, I mean, you, you know, the, you, lo- the you lowest, military training. The, yeah, right. right. Uh, the lowest amount of money, I'm a cheapskate. It'd probably be like 50 to 100 bucks. Uh, 50 hey, bucks, man, you I throw got, in a fist. I got kids, man. Uh, yeah. You know how much I spend on daycare a month? Look, dude, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm 50 yeah. bucks, I'm swinging on somebody, too. I, I mean, it's would. because if, if you're loaning someone money, they're either on hard times, there's some right. something is going to happen, not, hey, you're gonna, can you get loan me 25 bucks so I can go get a case of beer? Eh, screw off. <laughs> right, but somebody, <laughs> but, this, like this caller, man. Man, this was right. somebody going through it and right. lent them the money, man, paying them back. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's a really bad situation. And, you know, one of, one of the like the worst things, like we talked about, you can do for a relationship is loan money. One of the worst things you can do in a family is loan money. Heck because yeah. you got to see those people all the time. Yeah. So. Now, if you had to threaten a co-worker, should you do it off? <laughs> you'd have to do it off the company property. Yes. I, well, I would not. If you're going to th- put hands on a co-worker. I right. would not threaten a co-worker at all. But not at work, if it's not at work. Like, if you owe me 500 bucks, I'm threatening you. We just got to figure out the right spot for me to threaten you. You don't threaten someone. Okay, I What ask. you would pursue, I would not say I'm going to pursue physical action. Nah, I'm asking through a broken <laughs> car window. Anything like that. That's uh, just a disclaimer here. Uh, anyone listening to this show, do not, you know, f- physical, verbal. Yeah, latent broadcasting does right. not yes. condone those actions. Yes, thank you for that disclaimer. 500 bucks. Yeah, you, you lose <laughs> some. Well, I think we got to the bottom of this one. Did we? Yeah, maybe.
I'm on her side. Let me yeah. know. Give me a call. I'll come with you. All right. What doesn't ride. What doesn't work there? So yeah, <laughs> you have carte blanche. Yeah, I'm an outsider. Well, we'll see if we can't help somebody else out in the HR files next week when we are once again joined by our human resources guy Brian Zenzen. Thank you, sir. See you guys. Kelly and Wood. Police are warning about a crime that people are committing already. They're calling it a Christmas crime and uh, something you should be aware of if you have any travel plans. So what thieves are doing now? This is just so ridiculous. They're putting gnomes in people's yards, right? Okay. If they notice after a few days, a week, whatever, that gnome has not been removed, they assume that you're not home, and then they break into your house. Okay. Isn't, isn't this a weird, just a weird, I, I'm trying to think, if someone were to put a gnome outside of my house, would I even notice it was there? Well, yeah, and that's Depending the on where it was. And depending on when you do your yard. Right. And all that. Now, it would be the only gnome. In my yard, we don't have any other gnomes that I'm aware of. Anyway, mm-hmm. I have one Elvis gnome, but that's down at the bar. That's 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 not for outside. I can't risk that being stolen. I was about to say, because <laughs> God forbid someone snatches. I'm not even sure where I. Oh, my cousin Dana gave it to. I was like, I don't even know where I got that Elvis gnome, but it's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. But yeah, so there, this this is what always worries me when I go out of town, like during the holidays or whatever. If it snows, I'm like, oh my gosh, if they see that my driveway isn't shoveled, they're going to know I'm not home. Well, and that's why you got to, again, that you talk about community, right? Right. Your neighbors looking out for one another, keeping an eye on things. Yeah. My aunt and uncle's house got broken into like four times. Really? And they didn't live in like a bad area. They lived in Toledo, Ohio. Okay. And still, their, their house used to get broken into a lot. I wonder why. See, like I grew up in North Minneapolis where you would think, like crime is just running rampant and our house was never once well we didn't have anything to steal it's possible that someone did break in and we just didn't even notice because mm. there was nothing to take yeah I mean, you just come through and we're like, oh. like well okay i guess we'll just keep on moving it's an empty husk of corn <laughs> i remember my dad's garage got broken into we had and, a lot of tools he had a ton of tools out there all kinds of refrigerators from restaurants and everything else now that would make sense right but good luck stealing one of those yeah that's pretty heavy but either way i don't know when you're out there doing your yard work raking up the leaves or whatever this year if you see a gnome dispose of it properly okay because they're trying to break into your house with it i like it all right what do we got the craziest thing you might hear all day on the way next and you know what this is crazy it absolutely piggybacks off the story you just told me really i know of one town in america that this wouldn't happen in all right. And there's a reason why. The craziest thing that you might hear all day. Now, I actually have a little bit of history with this story. And okay. it kind of got me thinking of what you were just telling me about people breaking into homes and things like that. Mm-hmm. What if I told you that there is a town where it is actually illegal not to own a firearm? Is it in the great United States? It is. And in fact, it's Kennesaw, Georgia. Now, how does this work? Now, you're probably thinking, like I did, that this law goes back to when Georgia was way yeah. back when, right? Right. Not so much. In fact, this law actually got put on the books in 1982. It was put in to be a crime deterrent. Now, it it, the, it reads, every head of household residing in the city limits is required to maintain a firearm. Now, how do they check this, though? Good question. Thank you. Now, they say it's not one of these things that they'll come into your house and like, hey, knock on the door, show us your gun, or you're going to jail type thing. Yeah. But it's more likely like, yeah, this should be. Now, the census data and everything shows that gun ownership in Kennesaw, Georgia, is incredibly high. <laughs> I would imagine. Now, what is crime, though? Is crime super low? Incredibly low. 
In fact, it's the lowest of all the surrounding areas. In fact, it's crime rate where it like, you know, rates it like from like zero to whatever is 30.8 nearby town is at 111. Another nearby town is 279, 89, 200. They're all much, much higher than Kennesaw, which has only had three murders in the town. All the way back to 2007. Holy cow. So they have really kind of curtailed. And Kennesaw is a bigger city. It's a, now Kennesaw State is right there. So it's a okay. it's a college town of right. things like that. And they're saying, we don't have any of that. That's insane. I, but I find it pretty interesting. You know what, though? If I was a criminal and I was going to break into a home, I would definitely choose somewhere else. And like, all right, there's a 99.9% chance the owner has a gun. And that's exactly what the mayor says. The, by the way, the mayor does have a gun himself, and he says that, yeah, you can go ahead and break into somebody's house, but you got to be thinking, is the person inside a law-abiding member of this town? Wow. Because if they are, could be asking for more than what I'm bargaining for here. Wow, that's insane. Uh, and uh, and again, I lived in Kennesaw. It's not like, you know, Yosemite Sam like, yep, where everyone's yep, yep. <laughs> walking around like that. <laughs> it is much more subdued, but... Obviously, proof's in the pudding. Wow. What they did for this boy is so nice. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news. With Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. So, unfortunately, the Happy Hour today does start out a little bit sad because it's about a young boy from Houston, Texas. His name is DJ. DJ is 11 years old, and he's battling brain and spinal cancer. Mm. Which is just, I can't even imagine what that's like for those parents. But one thing DJ wants to do is he wants to tour the country and see some of the country. Well, one of those stops was in Minnesota. And every place that he visits, he wants to be made a police officer. So all five Minnesota police departments took DJ on tours of what they did, showed them uh, like SWAT maneuvers, uh, showed them canine training, all the stuff that they get to do as police officers. And then on August 24th, he was sworn in to five police departments in Minnesota. Oh, man. Now, he is saying that this, his dad was saying that this is just a dream come true for him because DJ has loved law enforcement since he was a little kid and always wanted to be a police officer. Unfortunately, DJ may not get that opportunity in his life. So it's cool that he gets to tour the country and do these kinds of things. And everybody at these police departments said, once you meet this child, it just shows you that whatever you have going on in your life may not be as tough as what you think it is. And you just got to keep going. Now, Minnesota isn't the only place that DJ has gone. As a matter of fact, at the time, as of right now, he's been across the country and has been officially sworn in to 792 police departments across the country. And everybody who meets this kid just says it changes your life to meet this 11-year-old who's going through this and can still put a smile on his face and can still be super excited about meeting police officers and getting to see how they train Mm. and everything else. And his dad, they actually interviewed his dad and they said, how do you guys stay positive? How do you keep going? And I like what his dad said. It's only a bad situation if you allow it to be. Which is just, you know, in the, facing what they're facing, I don't even know how they get the courage to get up and get out of bed every day. But I think it's so cool that so ma- 792 police departments have sworn this kid in as yeah. a police officer. Inspiration comes in all sizes, doesn't it? I'm telling you, man. I just, everybody in this story is awesome. Yeah. From DJ to his dad to the police officers, it's just, 
It, it's an overwhelming story, to be honest with you. And it's good to see that sometimes good things can come out of bad situations. Yeah. You know, and, and like the father said, you know, we keep saying bad. We keep saying bad. We're the ones yeah. saying it, not them. You're right. They're doing the best with what they got. It's good to see. What a cool little kid this is, man. And now 792 police departments, he's a part of them. So. How cool. And shout out to the law enforcement officers that did that for him. Yeah. That's awesome. And we'll, we'll do these stories every kind of day. Every day. We need it. Because they put a smile on your face. They brighten things up a little bit. Gotta have it. It's called Happy Hour. And it's all thanks to Audio Video Extreme. Kelly and Wood. All right, it's now time for Minute to Win It. We are joined by Brian Riley. This is where we have a category. we got to come up with things in that category. The last person to get theirs out before the buzzer goes off after one minute wins. Yes, sir. What are we doing today, Wood? Now, earlier this morning, we had three and five, mm-hmm. where we tasked Kelly with naming some European countries. Yes. We made fun of her a little bit. A little bit. Guess I, what? I, I, yeah. Texters had her back because they said, hey, smart guys, why don't you guys see how many con- <laughs> uh, you can do of European countries in minutes of winning. Oh, gosh. So are they saying smart guys, you two? Because I wasn't here for that. Now, wait a second. Get lumped in. May I? Point of order. Yes. How are we going to know if the countries we're naming off are actually in Europe? Because I can see history would dictate that we're just going to start screaming out countries and we're not going to know if they're in Europe or not. Uh, I'm a pretty good... Guesser of nations. <laughs> Sounds like yes. it. That's so, a tough start. I'll know. Uh, I'll know. I'll you're, get, you're our lifeline for this? I, for the most part. <laughs> I, I, I'll hit the buzzer if I, I think, I think I know. I think I know a few. Oh, okay. my God. This is going to be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. Minute mm-hmm. to win it. No eight. And you better not have a map on your yeah. phone. Yeah. What? No maps, bro. No maps. Oh, from the dome. a map pulled up. Well, I, I knew he was a cheater. Well, I don't know how far Europe goes. I thought Russia was still in Europe. No, okay. that's Asia. All right. See? That's why I'm in charge. Let's do this. Are we ready? Minute yes. to win it. European countries. Let's go. Greece. Italia. Italy. Okay. England. Hertz. Germany. Here. Isn't Herzgova a place? That's a place, right? No. Herzgova. Hertz. Oh. Oh, Hungary. How Hungary is? There you go. How about Greece. I already said Greece. Already said oh. the first one I said. Oh, my uh. bad. Sorry. <laughs> Luxembourg. Uh, I think that's a that's town. in Germany. Yeah. Mm. We're doing countries. How about France? How about Denmark? Spain? Sweden? Portugal? Norway? No, uh, Norway, I was just about to say mm-hmm. it. Iceland. I think yep. I'm tapped out now. Uh, how about Ukraine? They're up, in the news a lot. Pull up this map. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You cheater. Uh, okay. I, know, uh, I don't know any other... Uh, did, oh, someone said Iceland. Turkey? I've got one. I've Who's, got one in the bag. Uzbekistan. <laughs> Holland. I think it's the Netherlands. The Dutch. Same people. Deutsch. Yes. I don't think that's right. Uh, this would have one in. Latvia. Sweden. No. Yes. I said Sweden no, already. No, a long time ago. No, I said Sweden already. That. This game stinks. <laughs> Kelly did like a whole sweep. All those countries that are all white. <laughs> all the people. other ones I said, I guess, were cities. Oh. Why you got to make it about race? We did say a lot of cities in there, and I believe there are a couple <laughs> countries we named twice, <laughs> which is different names. Did you say Latvia? Latvia. The Lat- only reason I know that is because my cousin married, his wife is from Latvia. The only reason I know that is from Seinfeld, hmm? where he was, where, where that one girl had that weird religion. It was like Latvian or- Orthodox. Oh, I had no idea. And Kramer was going to switch religions <laughs> to Latvian Orthodox. I remember that episode. <laughs> That's a a good one. I didn't know that was in Europe, though. Should have hit it, man. I should have. If if you were to guess before this whole thing where you think Latvia was, where would you? I would have thought Middle East. Actually, Latvia sounds Middle East to me. It does. Mm -hmm. But I would have. But I I got. I you're. It is in Europe, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) 
fine. Feels good. We'll leave it then. Uh, Wood definitely, that was a clean sleep today. Congratulations. All right, we are playing the prison prices, right? We got Zach Bryan tickets on the line right now. That's right. And I believe we got two people on the phone ready to play, uh, one of them being Julie. Are you there? I am. All right, Maddie, you still with us? All right, let's do this. Let's play a round of the prison. Price is right. That's right. Now, I have a list of items from the prison commissary. Women's prison, I should add. Oh. All right, so now here's the deal. We're going to start off with you, Julie. Julie, you ever been on the inside and done hard time? I have not. Do you know anybody on the inside? Um, I know some. Okay, do you ever buy them anything in the commissary? No. Okay. All what, right. What about you, Matt? you ever done hard time? <laughs> no. Okay. Know anybody? I do not. Okay. okay. Well, then, there we go. Everyone's Even on the playing field seat. one. There you go. All right. So our first item up for bid today. Now, I will tell you, I believe these prices are a little bit lower than our regular prices right in the okay. prison. Okay. Thank so just you Just so for everyone that. knows. We're going to start off here with a, uh, let's go with a 12 count of ponytail holders. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have that hair flopping around. No, you can't. When we're in the yard, we're going to start off with you, Julie. How much would you pay in the prison prices right for a 12-pack of ponytail holders? I will pay $2.29. And 29 cents. Okay. All right. Maddie, how much would you pay in the prison prices right for a 12-pack of ponytail holders in the prison commissary? Um, I'm going to say $4. $4. Dollars. All right, Kelly Jordan, you representing the texters, texting in the word Zach right now, the 320-656-9453. How much are you paying in the prison prices right for a 12-pack of ponytail holders? One said two twenty nine. one said $4. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go right down the middle. I'm going to say $3. $3. Well, here's the deal. Each and every one of you are high. Oh, snap. It's $1.99, which means, Kelly, you and Julie advance on. Maddie, I'm sorry you didn't make it through, but you are now rooting for Kelly Jordan and start texting. Maddie, I'm going to do my best. All right. All right. Pray for me. Here we go. All right. (laughs) Here we go. Head to head, our final item up for bid in the prison price is right. I'm hungry. I have a 1.25 ounce can of country gravy mix. <laughs> apparently people are putting together big yeah. breakfasts on the inside. That must be for Thanksgiving dinner. We'll start off with you, Julie. How much are you paying in the prison prices right for a 1.25 ounce country gravy mix? I'm going to say 79 cents. 79 cents. Okay. All right, Kelly Jordan. How much are you paying in the prison prices right for a 1.25 ounce packet of country gravy mix? It's a packet or a can? I believe it's a packet. Okay, because that, that's going to affect the price. I apologize. I guess they're not going to give you a sharp <laughs> can on the inside, are they? Thank you. You can make a Chinese throwing star out of it or something. Um, all right. I am going to... Dang, she said 79. That's right about where I would want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to say 59 cents. 59 cents. Well, I'm not going to lie to you, Julie. You say you've never been on the inside, but you're really good because it's 78 cents. Oh, oh dang. <laughs> One penny off. You don't win the Crunchy Gravy Mix, but you do win tickets to go see Zach Bryan. All right. Congratulations, you. I apologize Thank to all you. the texters. Get it together. I will try and do better tomorrow, but Julie, I'm very happy for you.
you. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. I love a good road trip. I love every single part of it. I love eating at crappy restaurants, living off of beef jerky and Mountain Dew. The whole scene. Well, this one might be a bit much for even me to take underway. So the longest road trip that you can possibly take, the longest continuous road in the world, is called the Pan-American Highway. You guys ever heard of this? No. This highway starts in Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, which is like the very northern part of Alaska, and goes all the way down to Ushuaia, Argentina. All in all, the road covers 19,000 miles. Jeez, not 1,900, 19,000. We're talking 19,000, Jack. Well, because, yeah, it's 1,900 from, like, you know, bottom of Texas to here. Well, just when you think of a road trip, you think, like, of a long one, 1,900 miles is a long one. That's a poke for sure, but it ain't no 19,000. Now, many people have tried this, and a lot of people have done it as, like, a, um, what would you call it, like a uh, fundraiser. Like, okay, all right, I'm going to drive 19,000 miles. Who will, you know, donate some money to that? Mm -hmm. And a few people have actually done it. Now, you have to get across the Panama Canal. And there's a few other places where you have to actually take a ferry to get across water, but you get right back on the same road and keep going. Again. Okay, so it does pick back up. Right. Okay. But can you imagine driving 19,000 miles? I mean, that when we used to drive from Texas to here all the time, that was about a good 20-hour trip, and that was about 1,200 miles. So multiply that by 10 plus... 700, no, 7,000 more. Someone just texted in, this is like going across the United States back and forth six and a half times. Isn't that how much Forrest Gump ran? Something like that, yeah. Didn't he run it six times or four times? Just felt like running? If I could get the time off of work and had a car that would actually make this journey, (laughs) I would do it as like a fundraiser. I'd be like, support my miles and I'll raise money for something. When you do it solo? Oh, I would love to do it solo. One of my best road trips ever. Now, the reason I was coming here was kind of sad. My dad was passing away. Mm -hmm. But I got to take a road trip all by myself for the first time ever. You got a huge smile on your face, man. (laughs) It's twisted. (laughs) I mean, my dad's been gone for seven years now. I've learned to deal with it in my own special way. But I'm saying like just that being on the road by myself without my family, I didn't have to find the most immaculate place to stop and eat. I didn't have to, you know, I could sleep on the side of the road for 30 minutes if I needed a quick pick-me-up. Get out and see America. Right. And then drive home was sad because I knew I'd never see my dad alive again. But (laughs) what I'm saying, what? Guys, it was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying the ride home was sad, but it was a lot easier because I was by myself. I, I couldn't do it. Did I, it. I couldn't do it. Does it say how long it would take you to drive it? Well, well no, I mean, it all depends, you know. It well, depends yeah, on speed limits and if you hit an elk somewhere. Or- you would have thought somebody out there would have mapped that out. If you were going, I just did the math real quick, 19,000 miles. You're going 60 miles an hour. That's 316 hours. That's a lot. That's a poke. Gross. If you, th- if you figure you could drive, you know, maybe, maybe 14 hours a day. Oh, boy. It would probably be all you could do. I'm gonna pull out a calculator. Dude, if you one. went 40 hours a week, if like if that was your job, that would take you almost eight weeks. Right. Gross. Oh, no that'd be thing. so fun. How many hours did you say? 316? Yeah. Ugh. I would love to do it. Mm-mm. Maybe Enjoy. one day, one of these days would maybe we set up a fundraiser. Uh yeah, yeah, I'll fly. I'll meet <laughs> you down there, buddy. <laughs> 22 and a half days. Yeah, no thanks, man. That's insane. I love it, though. 19,000 miles, and you can see the whole half of this world. All right. This might be a dumb... Can you take a ferry to any country? 
No, you can't. Do like, they have any of those? What do you mean? Like, he said you could take a ferry. You have to take a ferry across well, the Panama Canal. you could take a cruise ship. But could then... you put your car on another one to go to, like, Africa and then drive through Africa with yeah. your own car? They think Africa got cars, man. Well, yeah, they have cargo ships. But and... your own car, not somebody else's car. Well, yeah, you can yeah. you can pay to have your car shipped anywhere in the world. Right. That's what I'm to do with them. But you can't have, you can't, they're not going to, like, bring a small ferry out in the middle of the ocean. Hey, that's, Brian, that's what I was wondering. props, man. That was a dumber question than <laughs> Kelly wanted to drive across the country by himself. I don't care, man. I love it. And I'll do it. If I ever get the opportunity, and if you didn't find it interesting, I don't care. Because sometimes, <laughs> Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our first break of the day. We call it our bonus track, and we tack it on to the end of the podcast. Uh, we learned that I'm completely giving up my weekend for marching band, and we found out your son is giving up his seat. Ah, for the ladies. Might be a bit of a gentleman on our hands. Oh, my. Uh, I'm sure we talked about other stuff, too. I just don't remember what any of it was, because this was our first break of the day, after all. Coming in hot. But we'll get it all together. We call it our bonus track. Kelly and Wood. Never again. Ah, I've been burned go. too many times. Mm-hmm. Ah, here we are, Wednesday morning, man. Ah, oh, man, ready. I, I Coming back on a Tuesday is just the absolute best. I'm telling you. Yeah. It is, without a doubt. The greatest. And waking up today being like, ah, we're almost back to the weekend already. And honestly, I've always thought, all right, if you take Friday off, that's kind of killer. Yeah. I've switched, I've switched my mind. Monday. Like this whole, everyone's talked about, oh, we need a four-day work week, which, by the way, I'm fully supportive. Right, me too. We dump Monday, and we go Tuesday to Friday. Oh, man, that'd be sweet, right? Because Friday still kicks, mm-hmm. right? You're All right. right, Sunday night I can stay up and watch football. Right. No problem. Yep. I, I maybe wouldn't get the Sunday blues anymore. No. And how about, honestly, the Super Bowl becomes even a bigger deal? Heck yeah. I would even enjoy it then. I have see, I see no downside outside of people that have to work, you know, all the time, like police officers. Right. Health care workers right. are still going to have to work. Grocery store workers are still going to have to work. Could we, could we ever go back? Because I even remember... Now, I'm a bit of an older gentleman. Oh, here we go. Back in my day, Sonny. Circle around, children. Bring well, those Pepperidge Farms. I'm, I'm not embarrassed of my age. I'm, I'm 47 years old. I've had one hell of a run. Mm-hmm. But even I remember grocery stores being closed on Sundays. Certain grocery stores being closed on Sunday. I can't even fathom that anymore. No. Like, I remember Red Owl. That was down the street. Wait, no, Red Owl. Oh, Country Club. That's what it was called. Was closed on Sundays. That's class. Yeah. Red Owl was like a Minnesota staple, though. You don't know nothing about Red Owl. I've literally never heard it before in my entire life. You've probably seen the logo, though. The logo is kind of like a cult thing here in the Midwest. I was about to say, it sounds like a cult. The Red Owl. (laughs) Well, you did have to say a weird prayer before you walked in. I don't know what that was all about. The Red Owl flies at night. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Anyway. But if you're retail, there's no way you can dump a day. But that's what I'm saying. Could we ever go back to everything's closed on Sunday? Oh, my God. We'd lose our minds. Now, I've seen some restaurants and stuff that have gone to closing on Mondays. Yep. There's one by my house that does that. A restaurant I love called Margie's does that. Because of staffing issues from what I've been able to tell. Yeah. For most of these. Because they don't want, you know, servers and bartenders working seven days a week. Well, plus, also, at the same time, there's not as much money being made on a Monday you know, yeah, I can see that because obviously during the week it's a little slower because everyone wants to go out on Friday nights and Saturdays. I can see that. I, I love the restaurant by my house. Like the wait staff is all like in their forties. Like it's all like it's it's a very bizarre because normally Probably you go holding out a second job. No, because I guess they they pay their waiters and waitresses at this place like fifteen dollars an hour. Mm. They get health care and obviously it's a nicer restaurant, so they get tipped very well. 
It's a very bizarre place. I know. But I absolutely love this place. Like high-end restaurants, like high, high-end restaurants. Yeah. Some of those servers can clear like seven figures. Well, when we were like in Bruce New York. Chris. When we were in New York, remember? Yeah. Like, you didn't see like a young teenage waiter. It was all like dudes in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. Well, those restaurants are like super expensive. Yeah. I mean, maybe the guy who did it came up and did the whole like breadcrumb thing, you know, like, yeah. and like swiped off the table with all your yeah. breadcrumbs. Uh, maybe that guy's making just... He's an apprentice. Th- and I bet you that's what it is. He's hoping to get called up to the bigs. Working his way up. And there's nothing wrong with that. Hell no, the there's not. But I, we've I become a, a society where there is something wrong with that now. There's a guy, uh, these people who live down the street from my mom and dad are my entire childhood. He lives in New York and that's his full time. He he tries to do it like acting on Broadway or whatever, mm-hmm. but to make actual money, that's what he does. And he's got a beautiful apartment and everything else. Wow. Beautiful <laughs> apartment is probably... <laughs> But I'm just saying, it's, and he shares okay. with 19 people. It's very well decorated. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Some of those apartments, like I, because obviously I use X or Twitter, whatever for sports, right? Right. And anytime Cleveland plays any team in New York, there's just like this insane trash talk because everyone thinks Cleveland sucks, right? So they make fun of it, and then Cleveland obviously push back, especially in like you know like New York and Boston. It's like, congratulations, here's a picture of your apartment, Yeah, and it's a broom closet, and yeah. they're paying two grand, and it's true. Right. Like, if you ever jump on Zillow, sometimes I just jump on Zillow, and I'll look at, like, houses in San Francisco. See what's doing out there. And I'll look at places in, like, Manhattan. Yeah. It is comical. I know. What some of these people are paying. Well, and you and I walked Manhattan. It wasn't nice. I, I mean, I'm not it, dropping two million on a house in Manhattan, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's neat. I think it's kind of cool to like go absolutely, through. Absolutely, absolutely. But at there ain't the, no there ain't no grass. There ain't no lawn. Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, this place kind of sucks. It's an yeah. It's an apartment. But I, as I told you, my my cousin just went there and she got jumped. Yeah. On that's the street. Insane, dude. So yeah, no thanks. Count me out on the six thousand dollar apartment that I got to share with six other people. Yeah. To make ends oh, meet. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, hey, we, cool. You're where it happens. We haven't played uh, James Brown yet. Should we just skip it today? No. Okay. I'm just asking. You I'm, never skip I'm James. all down to skip it once in a while. Look at some of the people texting in. I've been doing a four-day work week for a year and a half. Don't think I could go back to five from Schneitz. God bless you. But uh, we we all as a society have to decide what day we're taking off. That way everyone, except for healthcare workers <laughs> and, and first responders, can have it off. Monday. I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening for a reason to dump Friday. The only thing I can think of is Thursday night football. Uh, you know that's just you though. But I'm not. I'm not giving up Sunday night football and on Monday off. Yeah. No, thank you. We'll see what we can do, Wood. Sarah texting Kelly. We used to have a Red Owl grocery store in my hometown of Hutchinson when I was a kid. I bet you did. Red Owl was like, my, like you can buy Red Owl apparel these days because just because like it's very nostalgic for all of us who had one in our area. Mm. I, I mean, I was in North Minneapolis. We had one. Dang. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know how big of a chain it was, but I know it's very nostalgic. If you go to Menards and they and Menards has one of the coolest like toy train sections you've ever seen in your life. I know that sounds weird. They have a red owl there that you can get. Do you have it? No. Why not? Because did I tell you that I went to the Model Railroad Museum over the weekend? No. I didn't share that little bit of information with you. No, but I don't see anything I can throw at you here. So I actually did. Me and my son went there and had a blast. All right, come on. Let's go. We literally have like a couple of minutes here. Here we uh, go. 
<laughs> now here comes everyone. Gary, Red Owls in my hometown of Little Falls. Yeah, they were all over the place. I don't know if it was just a Minnesota thing or just a Midwest thing. I'm not sure. Diana Kimball used to have a Red Owl. Marlene, Detroit Lakes as well. Tabitha from Grand Forks said we had one in Mayville, North Dakota. Now how the heck did they go out of business? That's what I never understand. I'm guessing they probably sold out at some point in time. Maybe. I'm guessing it was probably like a family business and then just said, you know what? Let's just go ahead, cash out. This is a young man's game. And I, I, but these, it's crazy. It's, a dream. it's also crazy to think back how tiny these grocery stores were. Like mm-hmm. now you go into a grocery store, it's a giant warehouse. This was like maybe 12 aisles, you know? Yeah. And then you have all your, I mean, have you ever gone into a grocery store lately and come out and said, oh, they didn't have what I needed? No, never. You know, and it doesn't even matter unless what it's, weird unless, thing you're making. Right. Unless it's like a meat that's on sale or something and there was a run on the meats. But I'm saying like if you needed to go in for like a certain type of like, you know, sesame oil or something right. like that, they got they got it. It may be a tad expensive because they only got one or two, but hey, they got it. I, I'm afraid that the small grocery store by me one day is going to go out of business, and I hope it doesn't. It's called County Market. There's a few of them scattered throughout the Midwest. I know mm-hmm. there's one in Aiken, and I'm like, I love going into County Market because it's a throwback to that old small grocery store, but I'm like, how can they survive against the big guys? I don't know. I hope that they do. Of course, Coburn's here locally does a phenomenal oh, job. Oh, they're, they're insane. I love Coburn. It's crazy to see like how much... Just hot and ready food, and like the, honestly, got their sushi is phenomenal. I see. I've never had the sushi. Try it. Maybe I'll get some for my drive home today. There you go. <laughs> Can you eat sushi behind the wheel? Hey, if you want, <laughs> you gotta want it though, kid. <laughs> uh, all right, shoot. We talked. This was a weird first break of the day. I'm sorry. It's probably my fault, man. I'm so happy. First day of school yesterday for my kids. Oh, how'd it go? Well, my daughter had a bit of a rough one. She's oh, in, no. Well, she's in marching band, and so she had to be to school. I don't know what time it was, 7 o'clock in the morning or whatever. But then she, like, got home, had, like, one hour, and then had to go back for, like, four hours of marching band. Man, they didn't keep them just straight after, huh? No, and it's, boy, it's, it, that's just rough on her. And, dude, you know what I realized? My wife was like, hey, why don't you volunteer for some stuff for marching band? I was like, you know what? I probably should. Ah, why don't you go to hell? <laughs> no, because I, you know, my parents didn't do a dang thing for us when we were True. Kids. And I was always jealous of the parents that would, I was always jealous of the kid who had parents that were actually cared about them. Good on you. Right. So I was like, let me show my kids I care. So I told my wife, all right, well, sign me up for something this weekend. With Mar- There's like some big, I don't know, contest this weekend, marching contest. Marching contest, <laughs> sure. I'm not sure what they call it in the band world, but I'm sure I'll learn. Verbatim. Yes. But my, I was like, my wife was like, okay, well, you're signed up to help load up equipment and then help unload equipment. I was like, cool, what could that be? Maybe a four-hour day? I can crack out four hours on a Saturday for my kids. Mm-hmm. It's 16 hours. You're smoking crack. I have to be at the school at... Well, the bus leaves at 8, so that, it's even longer than that. So I have to be at the school at like 7 o'clock to help load up the truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go watch my daughter perform. She has, like She's doing two different cities or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I have to help unload the band equipment. Now, you would think that would be at what, maybe 4 o'clock in the afternoon? It's at midnight at the school. Gross. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, Gross. I'm looking at a 16, 17-hour day on Saturday. You're a roadie. I am a roadie. That's actually kind of cool. I am a roadie. I mean, I'm still not doing it. I'm going to wear a jean jacket with the sleeves cut off. Yeah. Smoke. Smoking a joint. Yeah. Loading up the things. Hey, kids. You kids ever seen Molly Hatchet? <laughs> Good luck out there. Got a little, all of a sudden, a mullet just sprouts <laughs> out of nowhere. 
I was just like, wow, cool. My first time volunteering, and I'm cracking off a 17-hour day. That is, that, that's too much. It is too much. Honestly, it's too much for the kids. It's way too much. I, there's no way I'd be doing this. My wife did marching band, so I have no idea if this is like a normal thing or not. It very well could be. I don't know. This, this is my first time dipping my toe into this world. That would have been the moment I quit. <laughs> right. Instantly. Well, my daughter wants to quit, but we won't let her. Oh, good. So, and only, I told her yesterday, straight up, she was, she was really upset she had to go back to school. I said, look, you being in marching band has already cost me about 500 bucks. You're seeing through the end of this year. We can reevaluate things next year, but this year, I'm sorry that you're tired. Go to bed earlier. What instrument is she playing? Clarinet. Okay. All right. That's not bad. Right. And I'm like, it's cool if you don't like it, but one, you're not going to let the rest of the band down by just quitting in the middle of the year. Like, they're depending on you to be there. Yeah. Right? And you, you got it. I'm, I'm sorry. I agree with you. It was silly to have a practice on the first day of school. We both agree, but you still got to go. I would just stick around. I would have her stick around school, the and then it would be maybe a little bit easier versus coming home and then going back. That's the part that'd be messing me up. Maybe possibly. because it's hard once you go home to crank it back up, right, and go back out versus you staying there with your friends, whatever you guys do, right, sneak a couple cigs. I, I don't know. You watch your mouth. Hey, I'm just guessing. You you watch your mouth about my baby angel. I'm going off the kids I hung out with in high school. <laughs> yeah, we we stuck around after school. When I was in high school, mainly because of detention, football practice. In school suspension. A lot of those things <laughs> where we were, quote, made to stay after school. So, But it's it's not bad sticking around the entire time. Right. makes it a little easier. You're right. It's hard to shut the batteries down and crank them back up again for marching band. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be some food around or something like that. Get yourself a little snack. Crank it back up. Hit the clarinet. Let's go. Yeah, boom. March it out, girl. I guarantee you there's other kids sticking around. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. It was our first time. We're, we're learning here as we go. I'm trying to help you here, man. I, I can't make, as I tell my wife, I can't be depended on to make the right decision the first time every time. I'm going to make mistakes. Try it once at least. <laughs> I'm going to make mistakes. Hey, I want to I wanna tell you something my son did yesterday, though, quick. And I'm sorry I'm dominating this first break. I've had a little bit too much caffeine this morning. Please. I Yesterday, I, I was really worried about my son's first day at school. Mm-hmm. Last year was not a good experience for him. So all morning yesterday, it's all I could really think about was him being at school. and like, I hope he's doing well. So I was talking to him yesterday, and he said it went pretty good. He sat with some kids at lunch, but then he told me this. Nice. He said some girls came and sat at the table across from him, right? Like a bunch of girls sat across from the kids he was sitting with. Here we go. And one of the girls said, well, there's nowhere for me to sit. So my son got up from hanging out with his friends and said, you can have my seat, and then went and sat with some other kids. Did she take it? She took it. Now, was this him? I'm worried because his dad is a pushover, and he's watched his dad be a pushover his 12 years on this earth. Right. Is this him being a gentleman, a pushover, a sucker, a simp, as mm-hmm. the kids say? Or is he, just, is he just being a gentleman? And hey, you want to sit with your friends, have my seat. He's got one thing over you, though. Is he playing the lawn? Well, he's good looking. Yeah, he's got a little brown sugar to him. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and that's, honestly, I, the, to me, that, that's a smooth play, especially it, long term. Yeah. Like, man, little Vinny's a gentleman. Even if, like, let's say love doesn't blossom from this move. Yeah. She still, all year long, will be like, oh, well, that's that nice kid. Who gave me his seat. That's a solid. And yep. he, I'm guessing she's probably a good looking girl, right? I, I don't know. I don't know who she is. And or... Plus, I don't know if you should say that. They're on a government <laughs> <Right>. list. <laughs> <laughs> really good. 
Oh, cool. Chris Hansen's outside. <laughs> well, she's in the seventh grade, so... Uh... But, you know what I mean? Pretty girls usually are able to kind of right. steer the, I will say, the other boys to do what they like. Right. So that may be a playoff for him in the long run there. It could be. I was like, you know what, Vinny, that was super nice of you, but don't feel like you always have to like leave the table you're sitting at so someone could have your seat. But, hey, also getting around, you know, checking in with other tables. Honestly, lunch when you're in high school is incredibly stressful. Oh, my God, it is. Especially if a couple of your people don't show up for lunch. Right again, now. Due to suspensions and <laughs> detention. Now what are you going to do? Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're a man without a country and you're floating. And even if you're even if you're in a good mood, but you're sitting there eating by yourself, you look sad. Oh yeah, you, you look like you've just been ostracized. Is that a word? Well, yeah, and you look like there's a, there's something wrong. Right. Why does nobody want to eat with that kid? Right. It's it's it, you're right. It is stressful. But I do think that kids today are a lot more forgiving. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just pie in the sky thinking. You know, with my head up my rear, but I don't know. I, with my son being in middle school, I've heard some pretty crazy, cruel things go on there. So I don't know if it's his, but that could be the area I live in too. A lot of, you know, I'm not going to say I, I've gone too far down this road. I would like to backpedal, please. I will say this. If you're a youngster out there and you do see somebody eating by themselves, invite them over, man. Yep. You will never regret being nice to somebody who no one else is being nice to. And you never know what that could do. You never know what kind of, maybe you end up being friends with that person. Maybe they're a complete jerk. Who knows? But it's not, A, it costs you nothing. And B, you never know what it could come out of. Odds are if they're eating by themselves, they're probably not a jerk. Yeah. You know. Then again, I ate a couple lunches. I don't want to eat with you. (laughs) I'll eat by myself. You got glasses. I don't think so, dork. (laughs) Well, that's why Wood eats by himself. (laughs) Plus, uh, you know. Well, I was a bigger kid. Yeah. Nobody wanted to <laughs> share their food. No one to lose a finger at the <laughs> lunch table. Yeah, where'd my other chicken finger go? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> this is why no one sits with you, Wood. <laughs> other kids going back to class all hungry. Yeah. Wait a second. Oh, the mics are still on. Let's move along, shall we? <laughs> all right, we'll do some history. You want to do some history, yes, Wood? Yes, all yes. right, we'll do some Wow, I don't know what that even... Oh, this is like a Christmas one. Like the start of a magic show. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, look, people keep deleting my sound effects, man. Is it you? Nah, probably Brian Riley. Probably. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do some history real quick. Well, it was on this day in 1997. Throughout London, all flags except this royal standard at Buckingham Palace are at half-mast. Princess Diana was buried on the grounds of her family home. Two billion people watched that funeral. I was one of them. I remember it. I was dating a girl who I had had a crush on my entire... Like, I was out of high school in 97. Mm -hmm. And I was dating a girl who I had had a crush on, like, my entire school career. Okay. And we were up late. And she was like, oh, you want to watch the Princess Diana funeral? I was like, anything for you, babe. Oh, Nah, get the hell out. Remember when I gave you my chair at lunch? (laughs) (laughs) No. I wouldn't have watched that thing if it was on in my front yard. I just, I remember we went and got McDonald's for breakfast. Mm -hmm. We had been up all night drinking, I'm sure. And then we were like, let's watch the Diana funeral. (sighs) I was super cool. Yeah. All right. It was on this day in 2002. The winner of American Idol 2002 is Kelly Clarkston. I swear he said Kelly Clarkston there. Yeah, like, he said it wrong. Like you do. That's ridiculous. Did he say Kelly Clarkston? Yeah. Kelly Clarkston. I, I swear you. he said Clarkston. Hey, wait, what, why don't you guys start getting on the right page, man? 
If you don't know, when Wood says Kelly Clarkson, he always says Kelly Clarkston. Yeah, Kelly Clarkston. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Hey, did, did Seacrest get it wrong, too? <laughs> nah. It was on this day in 2018. Well, I don't review my work. That's what people like you do who have nothing else to do. <laughs> we lost one of the greats, man. One of the coolest guys of all time. Burt Reynolds passed away on this day in 2018. Oh, yeah. I just uh, what a What a man's man. He was. And think about some of the cool stuff that he was in. And then it's rare. I'm sorry. I know it's sophomoric, but Norm MacDonald as Burt Reynolds on Saturday Night Live is some of the funniest stuff you'll ever see. I agree 100%. And I wonder if Burt Reynolds was okay with that. Who knows? Burt Reynolds is one of those guys. Like, I just watched uh, Smokey and the Bandit the other day. Yeah. And I was like, is he even a good actor? Like, or is he just so cool that you don't care what he's saying? You just buy it. There's a lot of people in Hollywood like that. You know, it's just like, ah, all yeah. right. Yeah. I, I was just like, man, is he, I don't even think he's that good of an actor, but man, was he a staple. Well, I don't think he really was in like any like hard hitting acting stuff. No, I don't think so either. He might like doing like Shakespeare. I'm trying to think, like, what was he in? Like, well, he was in the original, what, The Longest Yard. Yeah. He was in that one. That, but that was, another, yeah, I don't Again, think, no, that wasn't like a. Well, God, what a career. Good for him. Uh, I'll just do a couple of birthdays real quick, Wood. Mm-hmm. Celebrating a birthday today. Ladies and gentlemen, hi, my name's Idris Elba, and I have been set up, completely set up. I know nothing about British slang, but I'm here to teach you British slang. I didn't even know he was British. Oh, When he was first on The Office, and then when I saw it, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was like a pretty big DJ. Like festival DJ before he got that job before he started acting. Really? Yeah, he was a DJ first. And of course, uh, if you watch, if you watch The Wire, you know Stringer Bell, one of the great TV characters of all time. I love Idris Elba. He's really good in like everything he's in too. Seems like a cool guy. Yeah, he's another. But he's a good actor. But he's another guy who's just so cool. I'm gonna guess he's like 45. Oh man, see, I knew. I was thinking the same thing. I had no idea he was this old. 51. Get out of here. He's 51 years old. That dude looks like he's in his 30s. How is that guy that much older than me and we look the way we do? Because he moisturizes. That's true. You got to moisturize and you got to exercise. And he's probably lifted weights. Right. Yeah. Buns. (laughs) (laughs) Also celebrating a birthday today. If you've ever been accused of lying through your tooth, (laughs) you might be a redneck. Good old Jeff Foxworthy. I'm sorry. He's funny. And a good dude. Seems like it. Because he remember he was doing his show, his sitcom. He was doing it in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They wanted to move it to L.A. And he said, no, I'm not going to be away from my family. And just walked away from a successful sitcom. And by the way, the show wasn't bad either. No, it was hilarious. That, that I got so much respect for that. He's got to be 64 today. Uh, you are close, my friend. Whoops. I hit the wrong button. That's you are close enough to get this. Jeff Foxworthy can finally retire. He's the ripe old age of 65 today. Good for him. Yeah. And, of course, if it's your birthday today, we'd like to wish you a happy birthday as well. 